0: You're listening to the Catholic Psyche Podcast. The Catholic Psyche Podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not intended to take the place of medical or mental health treatment, therapy, or diagnosis. You should always consult a trained mental health or medical professional for such treatment. Hey, this is Deacon Basil with the Catholic Psyche Podcast. Today is Monday and it's episode one of our short form Monday morning show What I'd like to do today is just explain a little bit about what's going to be happening on Mondays here at the Catholic Psyche And it's be able to just get right into it and answer a few questions So basically what's going to be happening on Mondays is we're going to be doing a short form or a short, uh, a short podcast about answering questions or about a very specific topic so these are going to be shorter they're going to be about oh maybe 10 to 15 minutes long and they're going to go through and answer some of the questions that we receive from you all so if you go on to catholicpsyche.com you'll see a contact us page and in that there's going to be a section for you to be able to fill out a question and and submit a question to us these questions are going to be um, then looked through and kind of put together you know many times we'll get questions that are kind of similar and, and and deal with the same kind of thing. And so we'll put them together with some other questions and then go ahead and answer them on this Monday, uh, short form. Mondays are going to be with only one of the therapists or one of the presenters. And so it's going to be uh, a little bit more intimate, a little bit more about, you know, kind of one person's view. And then those long forms are going to be coming out later in the week where they're going to be a sort of roundtable discussion between the, the, all of the therapists. If you have a question, please go on as quickly as possible um, and ask it. Uh, my biggest concern is that we're not going to have many questions, and uh, you know, we'll run out of material quickly if we don't have a little bit of help with this. So go ahead and jump on to CatholicPsyche.com and uh get some of those questions submitted as quick as possible. Um, anything dealing with psychotherapy or psych- the psychological life, anything dealing with, you know, maybe the church fathers or some of our different um, views on the church father, or if you want to question us and, and argue with us about um, maybe our approach to psychotherapy, maybe it's not in line with your understanding, we'd really love to, you know, be able to talk through those things um, with, with, you know, answering those questions. Today, I'd like to just jump right into one of the questions that I hear all the time. Since I haven't had anyone submit a question, obviously, yet, I want to answer a question that I hear probably on a daily basis, um, as a Catholic clergy psychotherapist, theologian therapist. And that is, can I just pray away my depression or anxiety? And the answer, simply put, is somewhat. We as Catholics believe that there are two kinds of healings that take place in uh, in the world. The first one is a healing of divine grace. And this is exactly what we hear about in the scriptures. This is what we hear about as sort of miraculous healings that take place um, in in the lives of saints or in in the world even to this day. You know, there are miraculous healings that take place. And so what we, you know, we believe that those are accurate and that those are true. But we also have an understanding that those are exceptions to the common way in which people are healed. Yes, the Lord does heal us miraculously and through prayer. But he also heals us through the hands of a surgeon. You know, very often, I think there's this mutually exclusive thing that, well, if, if, I don't, um, if I don't go to the doctor and only pray, then I'll be healed. Or if I go to the doctor, then I shouldn't be praying about it. I should just trust the doctor. And I think it's a both end. I think we pray for healing, but we also take care of our medical lives as well. Part of that is in relation to depression and anxiety. You know, the, the jury is in on this um, from a medical and mental health perf- uh, per- perspective. Depression and anxiety are, are mental health disorders. And you wouldn't necessarily stay at home and pray through getting the flu. I mean, I know it happens. I know that there are people out there that, you know, say, well, I just need to, you know, pray through this illness and then I, I won't have to worry about it. But you wouldn't necessarily just do that with the flu in many cases. If you're if you're sane, you're going to go to the doctor and get some help with that, you know, you don't pray through a broken arm. You go and get it set in a cast. Yes, you pray for healing that the that the arm heals, but you just go get it set in the cast. It's the same thing with depression, I think. Sometimes I think, well, people believe that well, if it's, you know, a mental health issue, then it's not real or it's not as serious or that it's not a big deal and I need to just get over it. For the longest time we've had this sort of moral Moral decision based off of you know the way in which we we, we do things in the mental health world like um, Oh, it's immoral for me to um, suffer from anxiety or it's immoral for me to suffer from depression and that's not the case it's a medical mental health issue and It should be treated in the same way that we would do you know any of the other mental health or, or excuse me, any of the other medical issues that might come up There's this ancient heresy that uh, I think is playing into people's vision of this. And that heresy is called Pelagianism. And there's a lot of areas in in ways in which Pelagianism has developed and changed and what it has done over the years. And, and, you know, it's probably worth going into at some point, but essentially Pelagianism can be summarized as me thinking that I can earn my salvation and me thinking that if I do good works good things will then happen to me. And it's sort of this trade one for one, you know, or, or ten for one, that if I do ten good things, then I'm going to somehow be blessed in this regard. And that gets right back to the book of Job. You know, Job, one of the biggest things that Job struggled with was that he was a good person. He did good things. He sacrificed even for those who who um you know for for those who had sinned against him, he was sacrificing for. And so it that's what is so strange in the book of Job that that he was a good person and yet all these terrible things happened to him. And that's I think the exact aspect of Pelagianism, that same attitude, that, look, I'm doing these good things, therefore I should be healed, therefore I should get to salvation, therefore good things should happen to me, therefore my business should take off, or I did all of these different things, therefore I should be blessed more than other people. And the thing is is that that's just not the case. This is a heresy for a reason. And the way in which it is a heresy is that God's will might be abstract and difficult for me to comprehend and God's will might be something that I have to struggle with and don't necessarily agree with through most of my time. I can't control God and say you have to do these certain things in order for me to be able to, uh, you know, you have to do these certain things because I've done them. It's not a one-to-one kind of comparison. I did these good deeds, therefore you must do good deeds for me, God. I think that gets back to my favorite icon. Um, and we have it in my church here in Denver. Um, it's an icon uh, of Christ in the tomb. Um, and it's 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 really kind of an interesting icon. It's got Jesus' body and then in the box. And what it represents is Christ in the tomb. And I think there's something kind of funny about that. The way in which we put Jesus or put God into a tomb, into a box, in so many different ways. You know, we box God in and say... You know, you can only do these things. You can only do these specific areas that I want you to be in. And then right next to that icon, you know, the Jesus in the box is sometimes what I irreverently call it. Right next to that icon is the icon of the resurrection. It is Christ bursting forth from the box that we put him in. It's Christ coming forth, as we say, like a bridegroom. But, you know, Christ coming forth from all of those little areas that we tried to contain him. In. And, and the symbol of that, I think, is really, really true. We can't control God. And I think that's really a beautiful thing. So, how does that get back to me praying away my anxiety and depression? Well, we have to, number one, trust that the Lord wants us to be healthy psychologically. And with that, we then have to trust that the Lord is sometimes going to have us healed through. Either the hands of a surgeon, the medication of a psychiatrist, or the words of a uh, clinical mental health professional like a counselor or a psychologist. These things can be extremely helpful. And there's an ancient, ancient tradition of what we would call these these physicians or these healers um, who used everyday medical, the medical technology of their time, the medical practices of their time, and used those to heal um, people, instead of these mystic divine healings, or in addition to them, I should say. my One that comes to mind is St. Cosmos and Damien, who were what they called the unmercenary healers, you know, the ones who didn't accept my, uh, payment for their services. I sometimes joke that as a psychotherapist, I'm a mercenary healer. I do have little mouths to feed at home. But, you know, this idea of they were these unmercenary healers. And what would they do? Well, Cosmos and Damien would go off and they would do medicine and and the the best medical technology that they had at the time, the medical techniques that they had at the time. Now, of course, this was very early on um, and, and ancient. So the medical techniques were very limited in what they were able to do. But their healing came through them being close and discussing the issues and discussing things and being present and being a healing presence in the lives of their patients. So the simple and the long answer is, can we pray away our psychiatric or psychological struggles? And the answer is that the Lord can, but we can't put God in a box and say, I've prayed, therefore you must act. What we do need to do, though, is trust that the Lord's will is what's best for us in our lives, and then go seek the mental health or medical attention for our specific ailment that is, that is necessary. Sometimes that means psychiatric care. Sometimes that means um, working with a therapist. Sometimes that means working with a medical doctor. Sometimes that means getting blood work and looking at different aspects of the hormonal levels and all of those different things. But it is trusting the process. It is trusting that the Lord truly does want us to be healed that I think is most important. At least that's the way I see it. So if you have any more questions that kind of come up, please feel free to drop a line on CatholicPsyche.com, and we'll go ahead and answer those questions coming, moving forward. God bless.